Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today we actually want to talk about seeking the Lord now and seeking the Lord truly now. I mention this because some people do what I like to say, sowing wild oats Monday through Saturday and then show up at church on Sunday and pray for a crop failure. What do I mean by this? Well, I mean, there's a whole lot of people that don't live like a Christian most of the week, and then they show up to church on Sunday, perfect, prim, and polished, trying to make an impression, not on God, but on the people in the community. And that in and of itself is part of some of the fundamental problem and challenge in that we're not being, we're not taking, rather, the Lord seriously. We're not looking at what we can do in our faith, and we're not looking at what the faith is or should be. And what I wanted to do is highlight this section from Hosea, which is oftentimes misinterpreted and mistranslated as being something that just feels so glorious and amazing. And we're going to read it, and then we're going to talk about what's really going on here. This is from Hosea chapter 6, and we're going to first look at verses 1 through 3. Come, let us return to the Lord. For he has torn us, but he will heal us. He has wounded us, but he will bandage us. He will revive us after two days. He will rise us up on the third day that we may live before him. So let us now know. Let us press on to know the Lord. His going forth is as certain as the dawn, and he will come to us like the rain, like the spring rain watering the earth. And people read this verse and say, this is, oh, this is so amazing how how the Lord's going to heal us and all this. Um, If you actually check how this is written, this is literally God, the prophet, mocking the people for how they treat his callousness. How do we know that? Because in our one verse culture, we tend to stop right there and go, oh, that's just so wonderful in my heart. And we don't read on. Look at verses four through six. What shall I do with you, O Ephraim? What shall I do with you, O Judah? For your loyalty is like a morning cloud and like dew which goes away early. Therefore, I have hewn them into pieces by the prophets. I've slain them by the words of my mouth. And the judgments are on you like the light that goes forth. For I delight in loyalty rather than sacrifice and in the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings." What we see here is this is written, and Hosea is written in a period of deep unfaithfulness in Israel's time. And what has happened here is that the people have gone out and they have done whatever they wanted to do. They have worshipped under every green tree. They have bowed the knees to Baal. And then when things get bad, they say, oh, it's gone bad again. Let's just go and return to the Lord. He says, your loyalty to me is like dew. I walk in the morning oftentimes, and when I walk in the morning, and I start in the earlier morning, if I walk through a little bit of grass, you you look down and you see the moisture accumulated on your toes. That's what you see. All right. Now, usually I walk for a long enough time that as I'm coming back, the morning dew has faded away. I come back and my shoes are all dry. God is saying your loyalty is like this. In other words, you're going out and doing your own thing. You're going out and not following me. You're going out and engaging in all forms of atrocities. 
And then when the consequences come, as a man sows, so shall he reap, says Paul. When the consequences come, you just bow up, oh God, save me. He's saying down here, um, I delight in loyalty rather than sacrifice. In other words, I delight in you following me rather than you doing the things required for easy um, repentance. And this ties into a general principle. You oftentimes hear it in the terms of many modern-day evangelicalism where we want to scare people into a salvation decision of some form or another. And uh, this verse is sometimes thrown out from Isaiah 55. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Indeed, this is a good principle because there is a time it is too late to turn to Christ. We know in the Revelation, in the book of Revelation, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess to Christ Jesus our Lord. The question we have, have we done this before it's too late? There is a time the conquering king is coming back to this planet. And at that point in time, it is too late. There are several sections of the scriptures in the New Testament that also talk about it. We're not going to read the whole text here, but you can have a look at my parable on the, uh, the parable of the wise and the foolish virgins. And this is a parable about seeking the Lord while he may be found. In brief summary, you have five foolish virgins and five wise virgins. The five wise brought with them oil for their lamps. They brought stores. They brought preparations. They were expectantly waiting for the Lord and looking for him and seeking him. The foolish ones, they were like along for the ride. Eh, I didn't pack any extra oil. I'll just borrow some if I need some on the way. And their lamps started to go dim. And they say to the wise ones, hey, give us some, some oil for a lamp. They say, no, we won't have enough for us and you. We, we came prepared for us. And they go off to the market to buy oil for their lamps. And the time they come, the bridegroom comes. Everybody who is waiting go in with them. And they come pounding on the door. And he says, I never knew you. Depart from me. And that's the type of the same principle that we see. So we do actually see several instances in the New Testament where we have people who were denied the salvation because they sought it when it was too late. They've sowed their wild oats, coming expectantly to the Lord on their deathbeds, only to find it was too late. Now, of course, it's never too late as long as you're still sucking wind, but there will come a time when you won't suck wind any longer. Are you prepared for that moment? Have you acknowledged your sin before God and placed it on Christ alone? In the book of Hebrews, which really does do a good job of bridging the Old Testament and the New Testament together, we find in Hebrews chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, For if the word spoken through the angels proved unalterable, and every transgression and disobedience received a just penalty, how will we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? After it was the first spoken through the Lord, it was confirmed to us by those who have heard. How can we 
How can we neglect so great a salvation? How can we neglect so great a salvation? Seek the Lord now. Don't go out doing your own thing, waiting for the calamity to call up to God to save you from your own choices, from your own actions. It has become too late. It has become too late. Now, when we look to God, we repent of our sins. We are called to repent and to start living a way for Christ. There is no going back and forth inside and outside the world. James chapter 4 verse 4, you adulteresses do not know that friendship with this world is hostility toward God. So repent today. Do not put it out. Truly seek the Lord now before it is too late. Those are the words I'm going to leave you with here today. So thanks for coming along. You can head on over to the website at ourwalkinchrist.com to hear and read a more um, expanded gospel message. If you are unsure, just go ahead and have a look at that, and that will be linked in the description down below. Thanks for coming along, and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.